Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. To be or not to be, that is the question whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against the sea of troubles and by opposing end them. Live from Digital Address GA0993341. Good evening. And with that quote from Acts 3, scene 1 of Shakespeare's Hamlet, I welcome you to tonight's matriculation of Springboard, your virtual university, and the very first pros and cons for the year 2019. This is without doubt the most anticipated show on the virtual university this year. Along the line, I'll also tell you about the Springboard 2019 Roadshow. Absolutely amazing and phenomenal this year. Expect something that will take you to a whole new level on the Roadshow. My name is Albert Okran, and Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. We enjoy support from Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank, MTN, Ghana's number one network, Central University, and the graphic business. So thank you for joining us on Joy 99.7 FM. If you're watching us live on Facebook, I guess you either are on Albert, any Okran, Comfort Okran, A, or Joy 997. So as you know, this month, or every month this year, is dedicated to four different thematic expressions as we pursue our theme of the digital revolution. So every first week of the month, we have our African Excellence Series. The second week is dedicated to our thematic conversation. And then there is week three, which is today, our debate we call the pros and cons. And then week four is the motivational hour. In the past couple of weeks, we've posted lessons from our show under the hashtag Springboard Highlights. You want to go to our Facebook page and, and interface with these thoughts, engage them, and then also share your own perspectives. We've posted the thoughts of Sangu Dele, who was on the first show, and then also Professor Ni Naokukweno, who was on the second show. So, tonight on Pros and Cons, we will be debating the motion and this is it. The influx of technology is negatively affecting the quality of written and spoken language among students. That's our topic for tonight's debate. So, those for the motion argue, among others, that mobile devices, social media, and other related technologies negatively interfere with school and learning. Those against the motion say, hey, technology is the biggest enabler in the history of learning and, by extension, of writing and speaking skills. Which side do you belong to? Since we posted it, the motion on Facebook last Friday and, and, and activated the poll, it's been intense back-to-back voting. And I tell you what, it's been swinging from one end to another, neck and neck. As at 7 p.m. tonight, there were 122 votes with 67 votes for the motion and 55 votes against the motion. 54.9% in the lead. Is that a comfortable lead or what? Let's find out. If these don't represent your opinions, go and vote. Find it on our page, Albert Any Ukraine, or, or, or on any of our Facebook pages. Just get the link and then vote. 
and then let us know why you want to vote for or against the motion. Along the line, I'll share some of the talks that have, talks that have been expressed by various contributors and also bring on board the thoughts of experts on the subject. But tonight we have empaneled a very high-powered combination of resource persons for the debate. So Mrs. Betty Jokoto is the immediate past headmistress of Wesley Girls High School. She speaks for the motion that the influx of technology is having a negative effect on writing and learning of language. Mrs. Dorothy Gordon is the immediate past Director General of the Kofi Annan Center and the Chair of the Intergovernmental Council, the UNESCO Information for All Program. She speaks against the motion, and it simply means that technology is enabling rather than taking away from education. Let me just add the pros and cons. It's not your typical traditional debate where there is a winner. The biggest winner in this all is the listener who gets to learn from resource persons as well as from the experts who we will bring on along the line. So buckle up, call somebody to call somebody, and let's learn about technology and education. Here's the format. Each side will get seven minutes to articulate your main points, and then you will get three minutes to counter any arguments that may have been made or battery or, or, or any rebuttals that you may have. And it's just to throw light on different dimensions of the same subject. If you have strong thoughts about this, send your thoughts by WhatsApp 024 We will share them with our listeners. Just send your thoughts if you have some or post them on our Facebook page and then we will share them with other listeners. Let's start with the argument for the motion and welcome. Let me, let me first welcome my two guests. Um, Welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Dorothy. Welcome, Thank you. Betty. Thank you so much for coming and for making time to be with us tonight. So let's start with for the motion. And um, Betty, you seem to be feel very strongly about this about this subject. What are your thoughts for the benefit of our listeners? Well, thank you very much. Maybe before I start, I'd want to narrow language to English language because that's what we use in schools here and also to put it in context we as um, Ghanaians have English as our second language so and we have our own maternal languages but for our medium of instruction in schools we are expect and we are supposed to express ourselves in standard English and that's where all our textbooks, I mean, that's why all our textbooks are written in standard English, and we as educators are supposed to ensure that our medium of instruction is well understood and well communicated. So we have no choice to, but to ensure that standard English is used in, in the way they speak because we're training them in that language, unfortunately. That, that is what um, we have to deal with as um, Ghanaians right. because of our, hist- um, our history that we were colonized by English. So I want to set it clear because if you broaden it, it might not um, really hold. But I'm talking about us using English as a medium of instruction. In fact, it's also a lingua franca now because now you can understand sure, each other. Go, go ahead and, go ahead and so, use that context. Okay. We think, I think, and I know a lot of people share this, that with the influx of technology 
and we're talking about mainly what students like using. I'm limiting it to what social media can do, like WhatsApp and all the things they do on Facebook. It's affecting the way they express themselves in writing and in, in their spoken expression. I just give an example. When I was headmistress, I had to invite parents one time when we felt that students were not listening to us and thought that suddenly text language had become acceptable. We, we don't know where they're hear, hearing that from, but at least our, our textbooks didn't say so, and we're not telling them. So we had to invite parents to a special meeting for Form 3s where we projected on, I mean, we had to project the scripts of students on the projector for them to see the influx of funny spellings and most of them were text language spellings some of which I didn't even know existed like um, B and 4 in English paper B and then a 4 and then yeah for yes and all. Of course, when we did the discussion of the papers, the children said, oh, did we write that? So then I concluded that under pressure, what you have been so much used to, communicating it in writing, maybe slip out of your pen unconsciously. Because they, they are shocked at themselves, and so were the parents who were. They said, my child wrote that because she was writing better when she was a child. Well, we wanted them to know that it's not a, by magic that we, I mean, the children do well, that it's a lot of effort and we are asking for their cooperation also in speaking to them that they should not practice using the text languages which is not accepted in their essays yet. So I think that when is the social media language which keeps changing, I hear I mean every now and then with new um, terms for certain things that is also affecting the quality of standard English. Not wanting to take up too much space or pay a lot also influences them when they're using language on this social media. And I want to tell you, it's almost like an addiction now. Uh, one student said that she can't live without having a phone because she has to chat with her friends. I mean, I said, what are you saying? You can't live without You surely can't live without it. I'm talking of how, how attached they are. So they are learning wrong spellings consistently as against, I mean, what they should be learning correctly from our textbooks. Now, reading is not popular anymore because of this kind of addiction towards, um, to their, their gadgets, whichever type you are calling it, because they are more interested in the entertainment that these um, electronic gadgets give them than taking a good book. And you see, you improve the quality of your standard English. Let me always use the standard English. By reading, and in school we were virtually forcing them to read by designating a special time for reading good classic books. That is the owner's language, you know, not any uh, kind of English book. So it's not letting them read now. They prefer watching a video which is in their hand. They prefer um, maybe doing a chat on WhatsApp with their friends than actually taking a book, a good book, you know, that can help them improve the quality 
of their English. Now, we can't help but always insist that they express themselves in standard English because as yet, we, we, we still haven't gotten to the, to the situation where certain types of um, these abbreviations are accepted. Now, and for example, when I can't see far became uh, almost a cliche. It, sang, it was thanks to um, internet or to social media that now everybody says, I can't see far. I can't, and it goes in their scripts, I can't see far. What's the meaning I of that? Actually, I can't think far. I can't see far. What kind of English is that? All right. But you see, a, a wrong so thing. Take a minute to round up your right. preliminary so, because of how fast they can use it and how easy it is, a wrong expression or a wrong type of spelling is quickly spread all over. I mean, it goes viral, and that's what they learn. Unlike the print media before this time, it will take time for other people to learn the wrong thing. And the wrong thing are rife in our, in our charts and, and all the things they do on the social media. Right. So if you just joined us, this is... Thank you very much, Madam Betty. Jokoto, sharing your thoughts um, for the motion. If you just joined us, this is the January edition of Pros and Cons. And our, our motion for the debate is very simple. The influx of technology is negatively affecting the quality of written and spoken language among students. And the voice you just heard was the voice of Madame Betty Jokutu articulating the thoughts for the motion. Just to summarize for the benefit of our listeners, she highlighted technology as social media, WhatsApp, Facebook, etc., and then clarified that her focus is on English, and for that matter, standard English. She submitted that the influx of technologies affecting the quality of written and text language and it is becoming um, accept written text language is becoming acceptable among students to the extent that in the course of her work in education there was a point where they had to project scripts of students that had um, text language like before and yeah and she says that under pressure you produce what you do subconsciously in your work she says social media language keeps evolving but has not been accepted as the official language and sometimes the other consideration is students want to take up less space and therefore summarize language in the way that they find convenient she talked about addiction students who can live without their phones and then also submitted that reading is no longer popular because there's a preference for entertainment rather than reading or learning from a good book. She concludes by saying, when some of these wrong usages like I can't see far or think far <laughs> emerge, it is technology that makes them go viral and then they become widely used among students. Those are the thoughts of Betty Jokutu articulating for the motion that technology is having a negative effect on the written and spoken language among students. Let me cross over to Dorothy Gordon, who is speaking against the motion. Is technology an enabler or it's a barrier? Dorothy, your thoughts, please. Yeah, I think that it's really interesting to listen to an educator and uh, their concerns in terms of what they're seeing. First of all, we have to realize that for the bulk of young people in Ghana, getting on the internet is a luxury. 
using social media is a luxury because they don't have the phones. These are kids who come from elite backgrounds that are able to have a smartphone that will allow them to participate fully in social media. So when we look at the overall results in Ghana in terms of the quality of written English, it will be difficult to say that it is just social media that is having that effect. And I think that we really need to have some actual substantive research around this kind of issue because as somebody who has supervised Ghanaians who have come through the system, we have a general problem with the quality of written English and it is nothing to do with technology. It is the fact that we teach English as if it is a first language when English is, as you said, our second language and we don't explain to people how to make that transition between the languages. We don't have libraries. Our class sizes are large, so people don't have enough practice in writing because teachers don't have the time to be able to read scripts. So I would say, yes, we are seeing poor quality English in general, but is this, are you able to attribute this solely to social media? I would say definitely no. And then I want to bring up the fact that in other contexts, um, teachers are actually seeing that once you have an informed teaching staff, people who understand that the future is technology, and so you actually have um, information specialists on the staff guiding children in terms of how to make use of these technologies, you actually see an improvement in the quality of language. Because children who before were not writing at all, now they are online and they are writing and they are expressing their opinions and they're getting feedback on those opinions. And as a result, they are developing their critical thinking skills. They are beginning to understand bias. They are preparing themselves for the world which we live in today where we know that people are able to use technology for both good and bad. And so the kids must be prepared for that. Everything in the world has a potential for good and bad. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the issues that we must address is, the issue that we must address is how we can actually get our teachers and our parents better informed about how these technologies work and how they can prepare their kids so that they understand better. For example, everybody knows if you've gone through school, you should understand what is register, that you use different kinds of language for different kinds of context, and you need to practice that. So when you're speaking to your boss, in the office formally, you would not use the same kind of language that you use for your paddy when you are in the hall, you know. So these are things that people have to understand. And I have interacted with people in Ghana that I could not understand at all who actually have never had a, a smartphone. And they are speaking in pidgin. And they are speaking in pidgin not because of technology, they're speaking in pidgin because they want to be able to uh, be felt to be uh, 
a guy or, you know, with it. And so they don't want to speak the Dadaba English. And they don't realize that if you're not careful, you get used to it and it's very difficult to stop. So I think that it would be a, a serious fallacy to imply that the problems that we are seeing with language, which are real, are attributable to uh, social media. And I think that it's very important that we realize that um, if we educate our teachers, they understand how social media works, that they have the resources available in the school so that they can use social media to actually improve the language skills by, for example, encouraging children to uh, write blogs around certain issues. They will get more practice. Uh, to invite them to do the research, to understand different opinions. This will prepare them for the world they're going to be in. And the thing is, we don't actually have much choice. If a Ghanaian, those Ghanaian children who are fortunate enough to have smartphones and access to the Internet, let us face it, they are going to be more competitive in the job market than their peers who today don't have that resource. You cannot learn all this technology overnight when you go into school. And we see people struggling to now come to terms with a keyboard and how everything works. So it's actually giving them an advantage. But they have to understand that uh, it can be used for education. You have in other contexts kids sharing educational resources on social media. Even in Ghana, they do it. They'll tell you, go here. Uh-huh. So I think that um, these are important issues that we have to address as a nation. We have to prepare parents. We have to prepare teachers. And we should remember that there's a whole set of UN resolutions around this set of issues uh, that are linked to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Um, and then there's practical psychological evidence that blocking people from using these kind of tools is not actually the solution. It's 26 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. If you just tuned in tonight, you will understand why tonight's show is, in our opinion, here at the Virtual University, one of the most anticipated discussions. And the show began on Friday. Actually, we announced the motion last week, but it's been the debate has been extremely strong um, since last Friday, and it is not surprising to us at all. We share with you some of the thoughts that various listeners have put out there. But let me just summarize the thoughts in the preliminary submission of um, Dorothy Gordon, and then we'll come back to um, Betty Jokoto for her supplementary submission and then also to Dorothy again. But um, Dorothy opens her submission by saying that for the bulk of young people in Ghana, um, having internet and social media is a luxury. And so looking at overall, overall results in language and English, it will be interesting or a fallacy to blame it on technology alone. She says the problem is not technology. It is teaching English as a first language instead of as a second language that Betty in her own submission um, subscribed to or, or attributed. That is, it's a second language and so the transition 
is a problem. She talked about large class sizes and also the absence of libraries, something that every educator in Ghana would also agree with. And then she says that there is bad language, yes, but technology is not the cause of bad language. She says when technology is used as a tool and experts are deployed to help young people embrace and assimilate them, they are able to express their opinion, develop critical thinking skills, and prepare themselves for the job market or for the world at large. You see, technology, like everything else, can be used for both good and bad. So, the way forward, in her opinion, get teachers and parents better informed about technologies, how they work, and how they can be used. Uh, from the point of view of students, she says, formal discussions with your boss are different from discussions with your party. So the yo-yo language is not acceptable. She says she has interacted with people who spoke pidgin very confidently and yet ha- had never owned a smartphone. So the problem is not the phone, it's their command of language. She says it's a serious fallacy to imply that... Um, that technology is the cause of the problem. So the conclusion is to expose teachers to social media so the children can write blogs and they can be more competitive by virtue of their exposure to technology. She concludes by talking about the fact that at the highest level of the UN, there are um, laws that back these things to ensure that there is access to technology for the purpose of learning. So you've had the thoughts of um, Betty Jokoto You've also heard the thoughts of Dorothy Gordon. What are your own thoughts on the subject? There are quite a number of submissions um, that we have received. Let me read a few of them, and then I'm going to come back to the studio to receive the the supplementary submissions of our two panelists. And then I'm going to bring on the registrar who has special interest in language because we're masters in linguistics to help us understand this language thing what exactly is it so let's start from facebook where some mantises let's insist that our children write good and perfect english when chatting with us their family and their friends all right so that's the those are the thoughts of some manti on facebook says people have adopted their own words and shortcuts that are completely incorrect they spell with as with and then they is spelled as e think as think Thing as Finn and yours as Y-U-R-S. People write memos and letters and you get annoyed about the whole thing. Very rampant, bad written English, and it all stems from the modern way of communication. So he strongly supports the motion. All right, so the most interesting one is from Salasifume, who says, I am between the motion because technology has both positive and negative effects depending on the individual. And in Ghana... And in Ghana, the party he or she belongs to... Hey, party two has come in this one. <laughs> so Selassie says he's both for and against the motion. Uh, Janet, writing from Scranton, Pennsylvania, says, Language is not static. It is live and evolves to the needs of society. A language that doesn't change is dead. So English has transitioned from the old English to middle English and to modern English. So Janet is talking about the transition of language, something that I'm sure the registrar will speak to. And then finally, Sam now says... Technology was meant for good. It's up to the individual to use it for his or her benefit. The lack of discipline and self-control are what are having a negative effect and not technology. So he is definitely against the motion. So let's come to our two debaters, um, Betty and Dorothy. And let's hear, um, let's hear from 
them on their supplementary points. In the meantime, concerning um, the, 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 the poll that we are having, I'm going to give you the, the, the scores very shortly, the scores so far. We started, we started with 122 votes in the beginning, and I indicated that 54.9%, that is 67 votes were for, and then 55 votes against the motion. I'm going to give you the update very, very shortly. But, Betty... Dorothy's made her submission. Let's come back to you to hear your supplementary submission on the subject. You still think that technology is the problem? Yes, I do, because I mean, given the number of um, facilities we have in schools, as Dorothy said, I mean, no libraries, um, the teachers are not really, um, um, uh, most of them are. are trying very hard to use whatever is available to teach all right so your children go back home and they come back with an entirely different form of english that you struggled with the limited facilities to teach them and i can tell you that very few if not if they don't have phones are addicted to these films that are dubbed and most of them are translated now, an average Ghanaian child or student prefer watching these dubbed soap operas that have translations from other um, languages. And really, when you listen to them, it's not the standard English that we're teaching them. It's, it's, it's maybe from the, if it was in uh, Spanish, maybe they tried hard to, to, to dub in, Span um, in English. So then it's not really the standard that we are teaching them. So it's still technology. And you know how they, they love to watch it. They don't love watching program, um, listening to pro programs as we are doing. They prefer, or even news, the news bulletins that we have in this country. I mean, there are radio stations that we, when you tune in, you will hear good, good, good standard English. They don't like it. They would want the ones that will mix up, you know, so even if we don't talk about smartphones or their texting language, they're using the other, they are exposed to other forms of this um, English that we're talking about, which is not standard. And they all go to confuse, they've confused them because here they are listening consistently and because they are entertaining. You know how entertaining, let's say, um, Acrobatus News is. I mean, they all want to go and listen and laugh and love entertainment. He was mixing them, and once you expose children to something repeatedly, that, that's what sticks with them. And they are always, you know, eager to listen. They won't listen to GBC, the good English that these presenters are there giving. They will tune in to where um, they'll say, um, Zelo, Zelo, you know, I'm now on the spoken. See me um, this at this corner when Zello three three four and Zello what is Zello you know <laughs> but but you see they're What's tuning it? in now because of technology if if they don't have phones I'm talking now about um, videos and television they're tuning into these so-called people who, who say dialect him to his house and and then Zello three three four what is that teacher is struggling very hard to get them correct pronunciations. That is what they are exposed to. So when you come and you are insisting teacher to do double work because they have been watching consistently somebody saying something so wrong you, you have to even convince them that what they've been listening is not the right thing. 
Thank you. <laughs> when we eventually open the phone lines, the number to call is zero three zero. All right, if you just join us, this is Joy 99.7 FM, and this is the place to be for good standard English. This is Springboard Virtual University. The voice you just heard is Betty Jokoto lamenting bitterly about radio stations that say Zelu. And I can assure you that here on Joy FM, we don't say Zelu. So that is that is good news for everyone who, who listens to the Virtual University. Let me come to you, Dorothy Gordon. And, and, and this has really, really... This is really going very, uh, very. It's a very interesting debate you are having here. So let me hear Dorothy's thoughts, and then we'll bring it home. Bring on comfort. Open the phone lines. Bring on Prof. Richardson from Manchester, and let's see how we can open this debate in a very beautiful way. Let's come to you, Dorothy Gordon. Yes, um, uh, and so, so you enjoyed Mrs. Jokoto's <laughs> submission. And, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But on a more serious note, I think that it's very clear that. Um, as a nation, we need to have uh, some clearer policy and some clearer implementation uh, when it comes to language issues. I want to reiterate the fact that our teachers are not being trained adequately to cope with these kinds of situations. The fact is that the world is changing. I loved that comments which came from the US that language is dynamic. Language is always dynamic. And the ways we used to express ourselves, when I, I joined the UN in the 80s, the way we wrote letters, there was a text, and we followed the text in the letters because everybody came from different countries. We had to have a standard. That has completely changed today. So we need to know this. And I look at this situation that you're describing, even though... Um, I don't think it is the fault of the videos <laughs> also. Uh, I think that uh, it's a business opportunity. The first thing is all those people who have got uh, websites with past questions, etc., they should now develop uh, sites that will train children in how to express themselves so that they will be able to compete on the job market. The, 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 there's a way of using the technology to raise the awareness of what you're doing wrong. Right now, I'm learning two different languages, and I'm doing it via the technology. When I mispronounce it, the artificial intelligence tells me wrong, and I have to repeat it to the computer until they tell me my pronunciation is correct. So we can use the technology to correct grammar, as well as pronunciation. I remember the first time I sp saw spell check and grammar check. That was, I think, in the also in the late 80s. And I was like, wow, so we don't even have to read what we've written anymore. Uh, the computer will correct it for us and explain to us what we've done wrong. But actually, you know that when you use those tools, you have to have a knowledge of the language. Otherwise, you can be pulled in the wrong direction as well. So you have to have a good foundation. So let's get our teachers trained. Let them understand this media landscape that we work in. The teachers have to be information and media literate so that they can use technology in the classroom to advance better language. Thank you very much, Dorothy Gordon. So this this is the submission that we have received from our uh, two panelists and and folks. Let's let's applaud them. Let's applaud them. Brilliant, brilliant, very insightful debate and very insightful thoughts. If you just joined us, this is where it gets very interesting. 
in the face of the arguments for the motion and against the motion, where do you stand? Let me just summarize the supporting thoughts, and I'm going to go to the register very shortly. But let me let me see that um, for Betty, your your submission, your supplementary submission was that yes, the there's a, the challenges that Dorothy talks about are real. Mm-hmm. The libraries are not available. The class sizes are large, and so you manage to get a little English in, and you see that when they come back home and they go to those videos or they, when they go on technology, those videos and those zelos zelos corrupt the little that you have been able to to inculcate. And Dorothy says, listen, as a nation, we need to have clear policy and clear implementation. Teachers themselves are not being trained enough, and that is where we should start from. She says, language is dynamic and has changed over the years. And she says, bad language is actually a business approach, and guess where we can solve it? With technology. <laughs> All right, so let's come back to the studio, and let me just quickly read some thoughts that have been expressed on Facebook. Um, Eric Crantinado says, I agree with Dorothy. We, ha- we now have swift keys that help also in our typing. Elijah says, Elijah Willis says, Technology is an enabler to learning, but our educational system makes it lucrative for teaching to use um, improved teaching and learning. And that, those are the thoughts of Elijah. Ellie um, KK says, I don't understand the reason they use shorthand, and I will, I will always not answer when you use shorthand English to talk to me. So he's also protesting at what is popularly called the WhatsApp English. Set from Akuse Junction says, mobile phones are undeniably convenient because without that um, students students don't need to look for a payphone and wonder about the location of a friend so that is in the opinion of Seth the benefit but we are talking about education we are talking about how we can educate ourselves in language with the benefit of technology let me come to the studio and to uh, registrar um, comfort this was, this was always going to be a very interesting debate. You are a person very keen on language and and your thoughts on this this debate and especially on on language and also technology. I would say that um, language, as uh, has been um, said so many times, is very dynamic. And if you look at the path of language acquisition by two years most children have been exposed to some language and have started acquiring it and even if you look at children as young as six months now if they are exposed to their phones or any other technological gadget they start acquiring the skills for it in my personal opinion i will say technology is such a tool that we cannot say it is so harmful that we will shy away from it. It is an enabler, and therefore, in helping our children acquire skills, that is how you would, you would need to learn how to use the tool. Any tool that you have in your hand, if you don't know the right way to use it, it can be harmful. And therefore, it is up to us, the adults, to know the right way to use it. There are children who have started learning how to read by two years old, when the traditional way of language acquisition, they will be, I mean, if you look at the, they will tell, tell you that by six months they are blah, they are doing blah, 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 blah. And they, by, by a year they would have acquired um, single syllables. And then two years will do double syllable, double syllable, I mean, two words. And so on and so forth. So incrementally you can start, I mean, learning how to 
put string words together to make a meaningful sentence by four years. But I know children who have used technology and they've started to read as early as three years. And therefore, language, I mean, using technology to teach children how to acquire those skills are needful. In addition to it, to me, it's not just a language, it's also learning the technological language as well. Because I believe that the use of the, 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 the uh, various coding languages is a language that we must teach our children to learn so that they can, they can um, compete on the global scale. How do, you, how do you respond to the thoughts, the concerns of... And, and there's one thing that Dorothy and Betty both agree on, and that is the fact that the, the facilities that exist in our educational institutions I mean, leave so much to, um, be to be desired. The only thing they disagree about is that whereas Dorothy says that is where the problem is and, and not technology, Betty says in spite of those challenges, they manage to smuggle a bit of the English in and technology takes it out. But at least they both agree that the facilities are not good enough. They also agree that technology must have some support, people who would help. Dorothy yeah, talked about yeah, people who definitely. would guide in its usage. So there are points they both agree on. But there's also points of convergence. That, that's what makes a debate round it. Let me bring on board from the city of Manchester, Professor P.K. Richardson. He's educated people across the whole world. And so let's find out from him. What is the role of technology in education? And does he think that it's an enabler or a troublemaker? Prof, good evening. Uh, good evening. Let me wish you a happy new year and welcome to the virtual university, which we regard as your home right here in Ghana. Thank you very much. Happy new year to you too. I hope you all doing fine. Everything is good, sir. So we, we are talking about the influx of technology um, having a negative effect on the learning of written and spoken language. And the School of Thought for the Motion um, says, yes, technology is a problem. The School of Thought against the Motion says technology is actually an enabler. And if used right, can actually augment what is taught in school. What is your perspective on this? Right. In general, any new technological development um, can have positive as well as negative impact on society. Um, it depends on how it is used. Uh, if you look at Einstein's equation, for example, E is equal to MC squared, that gives nuclear energy, which we need a lot. But at the same time, that is the basis of the atomic bomb. So you can have the same thing, giving society a wonderful um, result and yet can be used for bad. Look at the mobile phone, good communicating equipment. Um, it's fantastic. For business, we have mobile money. We have so many things that the mobile phone actually helps us to do. But at the same time, it is destroying family life. You go to a typical home, you have mother on her phone, daddy on her phone, children on their phone. They're not even talking to each other. Five hours and nobody has actually spoken to each other. Now WhatsApp is the in thing and people are communicating by WhatsApp rather than picking the phone and talking to people. You know, bringing them together. So, even though you have this wonderful thing, we still have the negatives. And when we talk about technology and language competency, we can also have that. Um, it, the positives may include um, making learning simple. You can assess language learning remotely. Uh, you can go on the net and learn. There are YouTube facilities where you can actually learn the language. You can uh, get lessons from a random teacher from any part of the world. You can use video conferencing to learn. You can also go to the university, open university website, or, or listen to uh, lectures 
uh, on English language or English competency through uh, um, the TV and so forth and so on. Uh, you can even go to e-books where you can actually learn the language from e-books. So fantastic positives. But at the same time, there can be negatives as well. And I think the middle co- co- culprit here is what they call textiles or texting, which is a shorthand way of writing uh, information and messages to people. So you have forever, for example, is for and ever. And then uh, to you, they will have to and you. And these shorthands can actually influence people, and they actually um, end up using these shorthands. So you call a typical graduate and say, can you write me half a page of what you did Sunday morning? And it's totally unreadable. A whole graduate, and what, what is written, you cannot even understand what is written because they've actually been doing these taxis and it's influenced them. Um, grammar is a problem here because we actually transgress grammar when you use these you know, taxis, texting stuff and taxis and so forth and so on. So uh, even though we have the fantastic use of these technologies, we can also have negatives. The interesting thing is this. Um, if you look at what research says about, you know, the impact of technology on the language competency, the results are mixed. Some um, results indicate that it's positive. You, you can actually use technology uh, to improve language competency. Interestingly, there are other studies which say it's got negative impact. So the results are mixed and not very clear. But I believe that there can be positive sides and negative sides also. Thank you very much, Prof. P.K. Regison. And that is all we can take for now from you, Prof. But I can tell you what, this debate definitely should continue because, um, again, the the thoughts support what has been said um, in studio. Um, it will seem that generally the concern of the all resource persons uh, about texting and the corruption of language um, and of grammar uh, arising from I'll, I'll come to I'll come to you in a minute. Um, um, so Prof talks about a half page unreadable um, unreadable script coming from graduates and he talks about technology as an, as an enabler and the various platforms where you can learn and access language, video conferencing, YouTube, Open University TV, um, English, and there are also e-books, among others. Let me come back to the studio. I'll take comfort, and then I'm going to take our two panelists, and then we will wrap up. Um, we will not be able to open the phone lines today for obvious reasons of time, but we are share, still sharing the thoughts that you are sharing on Facebook. But um, comfort is an objection to the discretion of text language as the challenge. So comfort, your thoughts on that? You know, um, when Dorothy was making her submission, she talked about register. Every every medium of expression has their um, um, way of, of, of expressing their language. And therefore, the appropriate register for a medium let is... Me just, let me just take a minute to open the phone line. So right, right after comfort, the number to call 030-221-6541. No, Zelo, 030-221-6541. So comfort, a minute for you and then we go to the phone lines. Okay, so 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 therefore they, they have developed the language for it. So in actual fact, to move text language to written language, formal written language, is a wrong use of the medium. But it doesn't mean 
that they are not doing the thing the right way. So you have to understand text language to use it in that appropriate level. If you are using it for business, that is a different level. So you use appropriate language for the appropriate place. And that is a social skill which is acquired by the the, the person. So for the benefit of our listeners, you're saying that if I saw a message from you and I give you a thumbs up, it's a quick way of giving you a response that I'm aligned with what you're seeing. And you're saying that as long as language or communication is about shared symbols that we all agree about and understand, it is not in itself bad. No. It is the failure to transition properly. That exactly. Betty, would you share that thought as well? Yes, but there's a problem there. Right. Because they don't belong to just that in-group. Right. They belong to other um, groups. So what happens... Let's hold to the in-group and let's bring on board our <laughs> listeners who are also itching to contribute to this discussion. And then that's why this debate is so important. All right, so the number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Do you think... The technology is the zero zero. Is, is is that a problem, or is actually enabling us to acquire language properly? Um, hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Your name, where are you calling from, please? Yeah, this is Salasi. Um, Reverend, I've been following the conversation, and my Salasi, you started by saying you were both for and against the motion. Have you changed your mind now? Yes, I've changed my mind. I'm against the motion now. <laughs> so you are converted by look the judge is jubilating in the there are some against people in the in the in the outer office jubilating because they've got one new convert. So Jojo is against the motion, so he's jubilating. All right. So Selassie, what what's switching for you? Yeah, so my, my view is that technology continues to have very huge impact on our society today. But the point is whether the effect on the individual is negative or positive, it depends on what they choose to expose themselves to what they choose to listen to, what they choose to follow. And social media today, you have a lot of people, professionals across various fields, who channels information, daily basis, very quality information. And at the same time, we are very, I mean, we have social groups who abuse the platform. So what the individual decides to listen to, decides to read, decides to follow, would either improve or negatively impact on his or her written or spoken language. So Thank you very much, Salasi. So, so you have you are a new convert to the against the motion, and your main reason is that it depends on the individual because technology is a tool exactly, exactly, anyone exactly. can use. All right, so let me come back to the studio and wrap up with my guest. And I tell you what, I've enjoyed this very much. I've learned so much from all the resource persons, all the pe- people who have been on the show. But the question still remains. From our text poll as we speak, we have 67 votes for the motion and 56 votes against the motion. The text poll will continue for the next four days. If you have a different opinion, please go and vote. But let's find out what people think. And and beyond voting, tell us why you chose the particular perspective that you chose. And um, let me come back to the studio and get my guests to round up. I'm going to give the first opportunity to to Betty, to Dorothy, and then Comfort will take us home on this one. So, uh, Betty, your closing thoughts in a minute. Um, I think learning takes place. Have you, have, you, have you enjoyed this? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> You've been converted slightly. <laughs> no, not at all. I so you are still resolute the technology. Oh, no, see, technology, like um, the prof said, all of us know that it has their, um, the good size and the bad size. And of course, um, if you're talking about technology and language, it has its good side and its bad side. But we're talking about our context and what we see. I'm, I'm looking on the ground and what I see uh, as an educator that, I mean, most of the internet language is, 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 
borders on jargons and slangs, and that's what they they are addicted to it. They 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 watch it all the time, or they listen to it all the time, and they use it all the time. And by using it all the time, the consistency and the ease is what I'm saying. It's easier to to, to now to to text than to um, write, you know. Um, a, a letter or something is, is that is in the past. So right. the consistency and the ease with which we're able to communicate in the way it is widespread makes it very easy for people to catch, you know, a wrong thing that is being that has gone viral. That Closing is, thoughts of Betty Jokoto <laughs> saying that yes, technology has some benefits, yes, but her position is still is for the motion that it has negative influence. Mm-hmm. Dorothy, your closing thoughts in a minute. Listening, mm-hmm. listening to an mm-hmm. educator, I think that the most important thing that we could do is to get more educators to understand better how social media works. There are resources available on the UNESCO website, Media Information Literacy Training for Teachers, and how to organize your school so that you have somebody within the school who can actually help kids to understand register which means the use of language depending on context and then parents also need to get involved Um, mr richardson talks about people not talking to each other and everybody just texting on their Mm. phones Um, parents need to understand this better Uh, they need to understand how important communication is and differing communication channels and I want to emphasize that all of these things we are discussing are business opportunities for people to give the right kind of support I just saw one app called our pact which is used extensively which allows you as a parent to control how many hours your kid is on the phone which sites they access and for how long it doesn't block everything but it allows your child to get the practice they need within a guided framework. And I think these are the things and that we what's, need what's to do. What's the name of the app again? Our Pact. O-U-R-P-A-C-T. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you so much, Dr. Gordon. And comfort to take us home your closing thoughts. Um, our, my, my closing thoughts are that with every language, you have the... Uh, primary mean of uh, com- mean of com- um, communication, you have the tool that are used, and you have the meaning and the context. So, for our children to understand how to use language appropriately, we need to guide them and to show them how. What are the what are the, the the words that or what what are the things that are needed? What are, what does it mean to do something at this level? And what kind of context in order to be meaningful in your communication? So that our children are better equipped to move from different media, and they are not restricted based on somebody's. That's not against you, but somebody's um, 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 perceived idea that maybe um, using a particular form of, of, of communication is, is, is detrimental to the, to the children's health. Actually, technology is a great enabler and a great um, leveler of, 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 of um, disparity in, in children's learnings. Thank you very much. And I'm sure we could do this for the next hour and we still will be learning so much more from our resource persons. But I want to say a big thank you to you, Betty Jukutu. Thank you to you, Dorothy Gordon, and thank you to you, Kampu Thank you to P.K. Richardson for joining us on the line and all our guests for, for participating in this one. Two questions that I'll leave with. I mean, I spoke pidgin English when I was in school very freely and it didn't affect <laughs> my use of irregular Queen's English 
and and a standard English because I was able to compartmentalize and and speak English when I wanted to speak English. But it's something that we, we can continue debating. The Springboard Ratio definitely is the place to be. And next, you could give you details about how. When we hit the road, this year is going to be extremely different, a talent expose, and the cities that will benefit from this intervention. But I want to say a big thank you to you. Next week is our motivational hour. You just don't want to miss that one on your virtual university. Thank you to, so much to our guests. And then also, coming up next, I work with Jesus, and the topic is the changing unwanted lifestyles. Reverend Ransford Abose interviews the Reverend Dr. Freeman Osei Tete. In the meantime... On behalf of Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Emmanuel, and Jojo, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. My name is Albert Okran. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N. E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, Always remember, you are blessed indeed. The light has come.